every business owner that I've ever had the pleasure of consulting with has, at some point in our conversation, shared with me their challenges that they have with finding new prospective clients. In fact, I would guess that most everybody has had something to say about that pretty early, pretty early on in our conversations about, you know, just I got to find a way to see more people, to talk to more people, to engage more. It always comes down. It's either a nagging problem or it's something they just don't enjoy doing or it's a major concern. But it's something, it's always something for most business owners. And I, I'll never forget, one of my managers used to tell me, prospecting is either a habit or a problem, but it's rarely both. Now, that's all great and wonderful. Okay, I'm going to go out and make prospecting a habit. But every successful salesperson knows out there that they got to do a good job prospecting. And everyone that does, they do it. But they may not like doing it, but they know they've got to do it to, to be able to make their business happen. But here's, here's my question for you today. What if you had technology to fill the top of your sales funnel every day? And you say, well, Morris, I understand. You know, I'll do an email list. I'll do this. I'll do that. No, no. I'm talking about something that's actually going to fill it up with names. What if you had technology to bring you hundreds of potential prospects regularly that would handle, and that this technology would handle reaching out to them and writing emails and doing all that stuff that takes so much of your time and that, yeah, probably you don't really love doing? Well, we may just have a solution for you. Enter Maverick App and Steve Wallace, our guest today on The Business of Sales. Hey, are you ready? <laughs> are you ready for another episode of The Business of Sales? First things first, thank you for listening. I appreciate that you're giving up your time in return. I want to make sure that we're giving you interesting guests and an idea or two that's going to help you in your business. So, hey, thank you for being here. Alego.com sponsors our show, and it would absolutely mean the world to us if you would go to Alego.com and request a demo. That's called supporting us through our sponsors, and more importantly, you're going to find something on that sales enablement platform that can help you increase sales and the retention of your sales force. A sales enablement platform, it does so much. I think you'll be amazed. Alego.com, check it out. In the meantime, let's roll. Here's this week's episode of The Business of Sales. Steve, glad to have you here, man. Thanks for coming. Morris, this is awesome. Thanks so much for having me. I've always wanted to say that. The said there you go. Now you said it. <laughs> the business resilience king is 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 Steve. I tell us a little bit about your journey, my friend. How did you get to where you are today and what's 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 on your map, on your radar for right now? Oh, that's a, uh, the second part is a loaded question. Morris. <laughs> You're putting me on the spot that we, we could talk for hours, you and I. Um, let's start with the first part, my, my journey. So you and I have faith in common. So I'll, I'll, I'll start with that. Yes, sir. Uh, I was raised in a Christian faith filled household. Parents are still together. I'm very blessed. Not saying my upbringing was without its imperfections or without struggle. I I gave things the old college try and uh, had had my parties and had my fun. But when I once I settled down, 
I stumbled into the world of education mm-hmm. at in college where I went to Fitchburg State College, uh, which is now a, a university. I don't know if you're familiar, but in Massachusetts, all of the state colleges are now called universities. Oh. And I was there back before that was cool. So I'm just going to plug that. Um, <laughs> but, um, but interestingly enough, I kind of fell out of love with education. Um, and I, I realized I wanted to educate people, but not on a formal level. I did mm-hmm. not want to be known as a teacher with a PhD behind my name I, or, or be in a school. I would have rather have been a, a teacher of men. And so mm-hmm. – not not men specifically, you know what I mean, but be in a position where I can educate, consult, and help people. And after struggling in school, Morris, at, at Fitchburg State, because I just had not connected with my calling yet, I had not connected with what I really wanted to do with my time in this life. I took some time off, worked, saved money until finally I was kind of bit by the entrepreneur bug. And I went back to school to uh, Eastern Nazarene College, going back to my faith. It's a faith-based business program where I learned from some of the area's best solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and otherwise just got my business degree with a, with a focus on marketing. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really interesting that after that, I went into a long career in insurance where I educated people and I specifically worked with business owners. All, almost all my clients were business owners. A few were, were friends and family, mm-hmm. but they knew, yeah. they knew where to find me. I didn't do the whole Project 200. I'm sure you're from your <laughs> New York life days. You remember. Oh, do I ever. Oh, I, I haven't heard. I haven't, oh, golly gee. I haven't heard about Project 200 in a long time, but yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Did it taught a lot of people how to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. If, if you had recruited me back in your day, I would have been one of those trouble agents because I just didn't want to do it. And it wasn't because it was not because I didn't want to reach out to my family and friends out of out of insecurity or anything like that. It was because I my friends at the time were 26 and not married and didn't have kids and didn't have any reason to buy any insurance. Yeah, right on. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, where that leads us is flash forward 10, 11 years. I really found a sweet spot in working with driven business development and sales minded business owners. I know that process very well, which I suspect is one of the value adds I probably have for this podcast. And, um, I was cold calling. I was out mixing it up, networking, learning how to grow a business. And I was, uh, I guess I, I attracted the attention of Brent at Maverick App, which landed me flashing forward about six months into the chief revenue officer position at Maverick App, where I consult with people and help them grow their business using a automated prospecting machine that just doesn't quit. And, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So most of your time is spent working with business owners and most of the problems you help them solve have to do with with prospecting, I guess, then? Tell, tell us more about what, what that sounds like, what it looks like, what does it feel like? I, it's, it's actually, it's way harder than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that necessarily about Maverick app. It's harder because what I thought was so clear and obvious is a lot muddier and not so clear. 
than, than I thought. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's so many different ways to look at how to grow a business, which is one of the reasons why I'm always growing and improving because every single time I meet somebody new and I'm teaching them how to optimize their sales process, they're actually mm-hmm. teaching me more than I'm teaching them. Yeah. Isn't that amazing yeah. how that works? Yeah. I, I've learned more from, from working with my clients than, than I guess I ever have certainly formally, but, uh, it's just amazing what kind of experience you can have and what kind of knowledge you can gain and even skills from working with uh, other business owners. And I, I don't know. I don't know. And then, oh, golly gee, Steve, this podcast, I've learned more from interviewing people than I have in my entire life. So I hear you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. What's the phrase? It's a, it's a famous phrase. The, the teacher learns more from the students. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm sure I butchered that. But yeah, Morris, that's, that, that's, that's what I do with, with our customers is, is putting them in a position to use Maverick app as a prospecting system. It's not just a service. It's not just a tool. And I'm not, you know, I know you're not asking me to plug Maverick app, but I think there's what, going back to my point about many different personality types and how they, how they view business development and how they view sales. Everybody needs a system that they can rely on. And Maverick App is as much a prospecting tool as it is a system provider, a process provider. And when you have the people who don't want to do any sales, they want to sit back and run advertisements and create opt-in campaigns. (laughs) You have to, that's fine, you know? Um, But I think that those people are so innovative and so cutting edge in the way that they've applied technology that the next person is going to see it and recreate it and improve on it and Mm -hmm. change the status quo again. And for that reason, marketing is always going to date itself and change itself very quickly. But with sales, the phone is always there. Yeah. It never changes. Yeah. If I have a dead moment in my day, a dull moment, I can pick up the phone. And it's the fastest way for me to get in touch with my target market buyer. When, if I were to cold call you right away and I tell you, Hey Morris, this is a cold call. Do you want me to continue and tell you why I called or do you want to hang up? You know, I'm, you know, I'm pitching you, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's the fastest way to cut through all the crap. Yeah. Yeah. I never tried that, but it makes sense to me. (laughs) I digress anyway. I don't want to rant at you. (laughs) Tell us, Steve, tell us about how you work with your clients. So, I mean, what, what's the first thing you do? You get somebody and they're, they're a prospective client. They're qualified. They're a qualified prospect. Now, what do you sure. do with them? Where do you start? I, I ask questions. Like what? I ask questions. Well, I'll, I'll take you as an example. And you can either put on the hat of someone else. You don't have to answer for yourself is what I'm saying. Oh, that makes it more fun, though. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. You 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 can answer for for, as a fake character, or you can answer for yourself. But I would ask you, Morris, what's your current, what is your current business development plan? How do you find more customers? I've been blessed with referrals, and that's really if I look at where the revenue is coming from today, it's all coming from people that were referred to me. Even though that's not the only way I look for people, that's that's. It's referrals and folks coming to me with, hey, you need to talk to kind of stuff than uh, than anywhere else. That's fantastic. 
really. Referrals are the golden goose, right? Yeah, yeah. How else? How else do you find business? Let's just let's just say that I were to create a fake environment in which referrals were impossible to get from you. The rules of the universe change tomorrow. How would you How would you find business? Well, I guess I'd, I'd identify who my ideal client is, and then go out and try and figure out where they are, and and get involved with them, and start talking to people. Love it. If you had a, a budget. You know, you're like you said, you're a qualified buyer. So you have some money to throw at some marketing ideas, some sales ideas. Where, where would be the first places you'd go? Oh, man, I have no idea. Really and truly. And, and, and I'm, I'm answering for myself. That's one of yeah. the things that I have struggled with uh, in running my company is if I have uh, and a few times I've actually had a couple of dollars in my pocket. Where do I put them? Where do I, what do I do with those? Do I buy Facebook ads or YouTube ads or do I, uh, you know, sponsor a podcast? What do I do with with that money? And Steve, I don't have a good answer for that. <laughs> well, I can I can tell you this: marketing is going to cost you more, and rightfully so. By the way, I would like to get this very clear because you, in the business development world, Morris, you're going to have some marketers join you and listen in on this podcast. I am not knocking marketing. Marketers are incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marketers are incredible. Like I said, the innovations and in technology and the ways they build a buyer's journey that is all opt-in is amazing. <laughs> that said, because it's so amazing, it's going to cost you more. Mm-hmm. Right? So in my opinion, if you want to bootstrap a business, marketing is a, is a way to do it, but it's not the fastest way. I think the fastest way that you're going to grow your business is to implement a prospecting process. And and I'm now I'm more deliberately answering your question, Morris. Mm-hmm. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to show you Maverick App and show you how I use Maverick App because I've designed my entire process around it and show you how there's no bad days with it. It's consistent. It's daily. It, searches for your target market to your point. It knows where they are. It finds them, verifies them, and then emails them and then follows up with a handful more emails and then nurtures them with hyper-personalized emails, tracks the emails that are sent and which ones are opened, giving you some sales enablement data, some information that you can use to follow up with the people, with the contacts, with the prospects. Gives you LinkedIn profiles, phone numbers, Twitter, company information. All of these things become part of a process. And what I'd like to do is share with you that this is not a silver bullet solution. Anyone who thinks that there's a silver bullet solution is just trying to sell it to you or they're lying. Mm -hmm. This is not that. You're going to get out of this what you put into it. But that said, prior to me joining Maverick App, all of Maverick App business came from referrals and Maverick App. Hmm. So we know it works. <laughs> yeah. You know. How long has Maverick so, App been around, Steve? I mean, it, thank you. You've, you've answered my question. You, you've, I hope you've so. shared, me, <laughs> shared with me what you do to, to get started, and it's wonderful. I mean, it's it's good discovery. It's it's exactly what you need to be asking, in my Which, opinion. Which, by the way, quick side note, Morris, I apologize for cutting you off. I, none, of that, none of that here is like, hey, Morris, come do a demo. That's not what I'm <laughs> – that's not what I'm doing. It's just oh, like, I don't want to understand. Cool. I understand completely. I just, I, I 
you've got me intrigued now. How long has Maverick Cab been around? Where where did it get started? Yeah, so two answers. I'll try to keep it fast for you. <laughs> <laughs> you ask good questions. Um, the number I think is five or six years. Uh-huh. That's the number since it's since its humble origins. The modern iteration of what Maverick App is a automated prospecting tool machine and process is a couple of years but its origins are found in the fact and it's a fact that the sales process is broken mm-hmm. because if i were to tell you to go find your target market customers if you looked at your calendar minute one day one in your business and say hey morris go fill your calendar with customers you'd be like where yeah Yep. Where do I go? <laughs> no, that's uh, that's absolutely true, you know? and it's true for everybody that I talk to. Uh, it's it's like okay, I want to find this profile of of a of a family or a person or a business, and now where in the world do I go to begin to do that? And am I going to spend all of my time sorting through all of the available people out there in the entire world? to find my ideal client. And that's, that's the challenge, man. You're, you're hitting the nail on the head, Steve. If you, if you start with nothing, you're not going to get anything. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Right. (laughs) You got to start with something. You got to start with something. And unfortunately the, the, the process being so broken from the start ends up with reps, insurance agents, salespeople, business owners, Whatever your station in life, whatever your business development journey is, the result is that you end up with not enough. Yeah. yeah. It's a huge problem. So if it, I'm still just intrigued by this whole thing. And, sure. And yeah, Steve and I have known each other for a while now, for several months, but I got to tell you, I, I've never delved into Maverick App and, and I really don't know a whole lot about it other than just what, what it is, that it's a, a prospecting system. Tell me a little bit about, is this for like big companies to buy or is this something that, that I could use as an individual salesperson to, to help me in my work? Morris, you are asking all the questions that are going to make people start to think I paid you for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you can if you'd like to. It's okay. I know. I know. No, that's a great <laughs> question. Um, at the risk of sounding salesy. It's scalable and it, and it works for just about anybody as long as you'll put in the work. We have subscriptions. Our, our baseline subscription is designed for sole proprietors and, and micro businesses. Uh-huh. You know, uh, we have some customers that have a VA that administer the software and the business owner themselves. And they make a couple of calls to people that pop up and say, yeah, hey, Morris, I'm interested in having a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then on the complete other side of the spectrum, we have uh, completely 100% done-for-you services where our customer success team, myself, our CEO, are heavily invested in your success. We monitor emails for you. We send you leads when they express interest in meeting with you. They and and the sales teams, the bigger companies, they love that. Oh yeah. So it yeah. really it really depends on on what your journey is, what your spend is, and how much time you have. That's amazing. 
So, Steve, where do you wind up spending the majority of your time uh, working with people at the front end of this deal that you're explaining what your product is and how it works or more along the lines of helping them implement it and get it started? Yeah, uh, the majority of my time is the front end is, you know, generating interest in Maverick app, public facing stuff like this right here. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, showing them the tool, showing them the demo, showing them how I use it mm -hmm. and what that means for them. I, I always try to make it a use case is the language I've, I've used, a, a business case mm -hmm. right, for the right. person who's seeing the software. And then I get called in when someone needs some some help on crafting their email strategy or or heck, what to say when a customer is giving them an objection because you've seen this a million times. Not everybody's trained in sales. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, and, and if my presence for, for a few minutes in a meeting can enhance the world of one of our customers and improve their chance of, of closing a deal, our success is their success and vice versa. I think yeah, I'll, I'm there. Yeah. It's amazing. You, you you make a very good point, and it's it's one that, of course, is near and dear to my heart. Having trained salespeople for a long time, um, the the prospect getting the prospect is the the first big challenge, but the next big mm -hmm. challenge is building sales skills, and that's that's yeah. As I say, that's something that's very near and dear to my heart, and why. We're now partnered with Alego, who is another piece of software, totally different from Evercap, but it's a sales enablement system that allows you to help your sales force get better at what they do every day. And it. Uh, it, it does some really, really neat things. So we're really excited about having Alego on because it goes to that next step from what we've been talking about. Once you get that prospect, you got to have somebody that knows what to do with them, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. It, you, and I think you nailed it. And and I know I rant and I apologize, but you got to know what to do with them. And I think that's where a lot of a lo lot of automated, super smart AI technology solutions come in and are often presented as a silver bullet solution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's fine. That really is fine. But nothing's ever going to handle questions like a human trained salesperson well oh absolutely it's a hey it's a relationship business we're in i don't care what you're selling yeah. i don't care what you're doing i don't care if you're and, and we're all in sales we talk about that all the time whatever it is it's still going to come back down to whoever has the best relationship with that prospect is gonna gonna be able to move forward and help them get what they want and in doing so Get what they need as well, the, the salespeople. I mean, that, that's been my take on things for a number of years now is that my job is to help people get what they want. And when that happens, it, whatever I need is going to come my way. So I, I want to focus on helping people get what they need. But if you don't know how to help folks make it easy, if you don't know how to make it easy for folks to be able to make decisions and to move forward, you're going to get stuck somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it, it still comes back down to that professional salesperson being a professional and doing it right. I, I think maybe I'm maybe I'm looking at it with, with colored glasses on or something, Steve, but it still comes back down to that part once you got a prospect. But you gotta have prospect to begin with. It's uh it's funny you say this because I'm I'm smiling over here. 
because you know you think back to the origins of sales whenever that was you know <laughs> you think back to the famous tv shows that that paint sales you know you think the don drapers the 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 ones that are super crafty with their words and super influential and were able to convince you right over the phone, one call close. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you flash, you, you fast forward to today. Marketing has, is more prolific. It's everywhere. There's AI, there's amazing systems that help a person get the information. They need. help a customer specifically mm -hmm. get the information they need prior to purchase, do research, Go on this prior uh, private buyer's journey behind the scenes that you and I would never know about before working with us. Go to our website, enter information, get put into a series of marketing and sales funnels that result in them going to a landing page with a call to action at the end of it that results in ending up onto a AI video. It's a human being looking avatar that educates you about the product and at the end of that there's a call to action to buy the product and that's fine it's pretty incredible but no significant dollar amount has ever changed hands without talking to a person and for that reason i'm confident in the sales industry forever <laughs> <laughs> me too and you know the other thing that that i think is critical here is that the most any business, and I don't want to be too absolute here, I'd say any, but most any business for sure, when it comes right down to it, I'm in control. I'm in control. Mm -hmm. All I got to do is go talk to somebody, whether it's whether it's a, a stranger in line at Starbucks that I'm going to crank up a conversation with, and at some point in time, they're going to say, well, gee, Morris, what do you do? And I can mm -hmm. say, well, I help business owners get unstuck and we all as business owners get to that point where gee it seems like we're working harder and harder every day and that uh, the revenue continues to remain about where it was i help them get past that point and then somebody's going to say wow that's really neat how do you do that and then we're going to be able to enter into a conversation and i'll be able to make an appointment and we'll be able to have a deeper conversation about what you need and how we might be able to help you get whatever it is that you want still i'm in control I'm in control. I'm with sales. It's me. I, I whether or not I get off my, you know what, and go out and do something, be it actually leaving the office or staying in the office. I don't care. But it, it, <laughs> doing something, taking some action, it's, it's what makes things happen. It's it's. I, I hope that people hear what you just said and can understand just how human and approachable you were in your delivery about what you do. Now I'm, I'm not hypersensitive to sales. I, I quite like it when I get pitched. I mean, it kind of makes me feel important sometimes. <laughs> uh, maybe that's an ego scratch. I don't know, man. Let, that's a conversation <laughs> for a different day. Yeah. But, but you were so approachable, so direct, so professional in your explanation of what you do. I did not feel for one second that you were selling me anything. Because I'm not, and that that's the the mindset piece of this thing. I believe also gets into play here. Mm -hmm. It's just like you you were talking, Steve. You want to help people. You want to help business owners get where they want to be. Say I, I feel the same way. And as long as that's our mindset, we're we're going to be able to have that very 
good, positive conversation if our mindset is, oh, my word, I've got a mortgage to pay, and I'm already two weeks late, and the world's coming to an end. I need this person to do a do a deal with me and to, to create a transaction and, and generate some commission for me because I've got a I've got I've got I've got, I've got bills to pay and I, oh my word the word's coming in you can see that in somebody's face and in their eyes and it makes it real mm-hmm. difficult to do business with them don't you think commission breath yeah there you go never heard <laughs> never heard of that one before but I love it oh really yeah I love that yeah yeah commission breath people can smell it from a mile away oh yeah and it's it's like you, your prospect loses confidence in you when that's the way you're approaching them, and it's it's that's a sales skill in and of itself, right there. You got to be able to detach yourself from from all those kind of things because in the moment, it doesn't matter whether these people say yes or no. It simply matters that they say yes or no, so that you can move on to the next prospect, and that's professional sales, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Morris, you are a salesperson through and through, man. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So true. So true. No is actually my favorite answer in sales. Yeah. Yeah. People will laugh at me when I say that. They're like, what do you mean? No, like no, no is a permission. No means I have permission to move on to the next person and never worry about you again. Yeah. Or at least I'm smart enough to keep you in my my contact system, and because the problem yeah. is not that you don't like me or you don't like my product. The problem is that right now is not the right time. So I'll try right. you again in six months or whenever down the road. Exactly. Yeah, that's the uh, age old adage that it's not no, it's not now. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Absolutely. Steve, I could talk about sales all day long, and you know that. I mean, it's just incredible. You get two good professional salespeople together, and, man, we could talk forever, but I'm not sure folks would listen forever. (laughs) Truth. But uh, I I tell you, you, you've done great, my friend. I thank you so much for what you have shared with us today, and it's really, really sounds sounds just so exciting. And frankly, you know, (laughs) you you haven't paid me for this, but i got to say it. I want to know more about Maverick App, and I bet you there are a lot of people out there that do as well. How do we find you? Where do we go? Where do we? Where do you find Maverick App? Number one and number two. Mm. Does this have anything to do with Top Gun? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah, go to go to MaverickApp.io. You can ah. book a demo or a call with me right there on the website. It, it gives you access to my calendar. There, would love to to share it with you. Morris would love to share with anybody who hears this and doesn't have anything to do with Top Gun. (laughs) Well, put it, put it to you this way. We know that certain terms (laughs) are, are buzzwords. Um, but no, that said, uh, Maverick app, the, the word Maverick, if you go to the definition of it, it's as it has to do with rebellious outside the box thinkers. Mm, yeah, and and that's where that's where our roots are. We're we're not saying no to marketing, and we're not saying specifically yes to sales, but we are saying that there's a world where those two components should come together mm-hmm. as one fantastic prospecting process, and that's what Maverick App is. That's fantastic, and it's MaverickApp.io. That's an interesting extension. Yeah, MaverickApp.io. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Mavericap.io. 
and look for Steve Wallace, and Steve will give you a demo of this thing and show you exactly how it can help you get to where you want to be and what you need for your business. And Steve, just thank you so much. You've, you've been a great guest on the show, and I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Thanks, Morris. You're a rock star. I appreciate you having me. This is a blast. I've smiled the whole time. <laughs> Wonderful. Then we've done well. We've done well. Hey, for everybody else out there, y'all go out and make it a great week. Have a good time, and we'll see you again next time right here on The Business of Sales. <laughs>